Welcome to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Kristen Lepianca, and I'm here with Lane Fargo. Hello. And Wendy Hurd. Hello. So we've had a couple episodes that we recorded a few weeks in advance, and we tried to make predictions about what the world was going to be like at the time the episode aired. Uh, we've kind of regretted that, so we're just <laughs> not going to do that at all, so... You know, <laughs> readings to the future. We we don't know. You know um, we keep using the word bunker, and there's been no bunkers, so that's a win. I mean, I guess that's true, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're recording this and our next episode a few days before the inauguration, and we just like don't want to jinx anything or say anything. So, greetings no. to you in the future. Mm-hmm. Hope it went well. We will see you on the other side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so <sighs> what's, what's the good word? What's, what's new in your world, ladies? I have been working on this super fun project that is taking my mind off my troubles, which is, um, this audible book that I'm co-authoring with three other thriller authors, um, Kimberly Bell, Kate Hollihan, and Vanessa Lilly. It is called Young Rich Widows, and it is set in 1985, so it's like shoulder pads, big hair, my character is a stripper, it's like super fun, over-the-top, 80s-tastic crime thriller, and uh, we are having the fucking best time writing it. Like We have these Zoom sessions every week to kind of uh, go over, we're, we're writing like a chapter a week and then we'll read those and get together and talk about them and plan the next phase. And it's just been such a great distraction. And I love working with all of those ladies. So hopefully that will be coming to Audible later in 2021. And it's definitely full of delightful, unlikable female characters that the listeners of this podcast will appreciate. When I heard the title, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I love it. That's all Vanessa. She came up with that. Uh, and the original concept as well. I got to give her props. It's nice. been fantastic. And I'm so glad she asked me to be a part of the project because it is like now I need this in my life like more than ever. Just this fun <laughs> kind of communal, you know, like getting to connect with other people and create something that hopefully readers will love too. But we're just having the times of our lives. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have a new puppy. Yay. She's so cute. Her name's Lucy. She's five months old. She oh. has been chained in someone's yard her entire life. Uh, and I mean chained like with a heavy kind of chain you could tow a car with. Like the heavy oh, ass God. junkyard fence holding type and of she's chain. She's like a tiny baby. I don't even know if she's seven pounds. Like she's oh. tiny. And so she and her mom have been chained in this yard. And I got her from a rescue organization that knew I was looking for a puppy because I everyone wants a puppy right now because it's just a good time to get a young animal because you're home Mm -hmm. and so um yeah so now we have her and we're trying to teach her um about the world everything is scary but she's coming she's coming along very quickly she's very smart and the good thing about puppies is they just like forget i mean dogs in general i feel like have goldfish brains and forget things pretty readily but like a puppy is very malleable and she's so cute Animals, like, I don't know how people who don't have pets are getting through right now. Like, I really don't know. I rely heavily on mine for emotional support all day long. Yeah, and for me, having a dog, it's, like, the only reason that I leave the house. Like, if I didn't have a dog, I would have no reason to see the sun, like, (laughs) ever. Um, So that's been, like, we take him out probably even on more walks than we 
usually would because we're like let's just go outside and like there's some fresh air and we won't be here trapped together um we trapped outside together (laughs) yeah the pets are amazing i don't know what i would do without mine nope i thought that i had no updates to say and that i was just you know sitting in the dark muttering to myself these (laughs) past few months but then i remembered that i do have something to share um which is i just wanted to shout out the sisters in crime pride award which is a new um grant for lgbtqia plus writers who are kind of at the emerging stage of their career i am one of the judges along with friend of the podcast cheryl head and also friend of the podcast john copenhaver awesome Uh, nice and so that is open for submissions now if you go on sistersincrime.org you will see info about it but it's really really exciting um that they have put this together and i'm really happy to be a part of it that's awesome yeah so let's talk 2021 books we're looking forward to yes we have quite a list each of us to share i think and these are books we have not read all of them at least i haven't read all of mine some of these are things that are they're not coming out for many months and we haven't gotten arcs or anything we're just i haven't read any of mine oh really okay they're just books i'm looking forward to yeah yeah i was trying to come up with some that seemed like they had unlikable female characters but i maybe some of these don't fit the bill but then as we know on this podcast any female character can be unlikable to someone so i'm sure that all of you will find something (laughs) in, in each of these um yeah i have a couple i have i have read for blurbs and stuff and then others that i haven't so um who wants to start why don't you start give us one um, well, one I read recently that I really enjoyed that's coming out in January, uh, January 19th. So, oh, that's this week. Um, <laughs> I, isn't it weird how, like, you don't really know when books come out when you read them months early yeah. and then they come out and you're like, oh, I thought that was out like a year ago. Uh-huh, anyway, yeah. this is, <laughs> it's called Shiver by um, Allie Reynolds, who's a former pro snowboarder. And it is about Ooh. a group of friends who used to be professional snowboarders um and there was a a tragedy that befell one of their group and now years later they're meeting for a reunion under mysterious murdery circumstances at this uh chalet in the alps and it's very like dark and spooky and wintry and a whole hell of a lot of fun and i think it's been optioned for tv already it feels like it should be a prestige miniseries so i'll look forward to that but that's shiver by ali reynolds and that comes out january January 19th. 19th I saw this book and I was like, that's going to be amazing. I didn't know you had an arc. I would have probably harassed you. Oh, I just got a digital arc. Ah, okay. I started going on um, Edelweiss and just being like, I want to consider this for my podcast. Let me read it. And then they like give me the arcs. (laughs) I always request, my favorite thing is requesting my own books and being denied. I do it every time. (laughs) They say no every time. I'm like, they should. Because now, you know, if I I get the arc, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, see? Maybe people will, you know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a couple of mine are like, I know they're, I know they're popular, but I'm really excited about them. So I'm like, I'm just going to talk about it. But this one that is everywhere is Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. Mm. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Oh, it's like a literary novel. You know, it's not a, it's not a thriller. Um, It's about three women, uh, both transgender and cisgender, whose lives collide after an unexpected pregnancy forces them to confront their deepest desires around gender, motherhood, and sex. So it's really interesting. You know how I feel about reading books about queer motherhood. You know, there's just not enough of it. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited. I think it actually might have just come out. By the time this podcast uh, airs, it will be out. 
Nice. Well, I ha- also have a book that will, I think, comes out comes out next week. Um, Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda yes. Lowe. Mm-hmm. So excited. It is a femme slash young adult romance set in 1950s San Francisco's Chinatown. Uh, it sounds fantastic. Melinda Lowe is incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just really looking forward to this. It seems super just atmospheric and cool. I, I'm looking forward to that one, too. The, the cover is amazing. Yes, it really is. Um, so my next recommendation, this I have also read, uh, is Bad Habits by a friend of the podcast and our hero, Amy Gentry. Yes. Um, we all want to be Amy when we grow up. And <laughs> <laughs> her first two books are fantastic, and I love them both. But this one is, like, next level. I was so obsessed with it. Um, it is set in this very competitive fucked up graduate program so it's got all this like dark academia like backstabbing professors which you know i love that's my shit exactly and this book is so sexy there are like very scorching sex scenes in it the the protagonist is is bi also oh I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it is. It's so good. I was reading a, an arc of it and I was like a couple chapters from the end and I had to go somewhere with my partner. And so we're in the car and I was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to finish this real quick. And he was like trying to talk to me. And I was like, no, do not speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, we're like racing down Lakeshore Drive and I'm like speed reading the end of this book. And then I was like, OK, now you may address me, sir. Like, please. <laughs> So highly recommend. Um, that's Bad Habits by Amy Gentry, and it comes out on February 2nd. Nice. Yeah, that, that one I'm really looking forward to. Okay, uh, so my next one that I have is one that I just read. It comes out in May, um, and it's by Hannah Mary McKinnon, friend of the podcast. She's been on here, called You Will Remember Me. And this is one for, I know we have all our thriller readers who want a good twist ending. Like, you want that twist. We talk about the twist. This book has that twist. It is awesome. It's about uh, it's about amnesia, which is just like a very fun trope to me. Like guy wakes up on the beach, has been hit in the head, can't remember anything, trying to figure out who he is, ends up in his hometown, but it turns out he ran from his hometown and why. And the mm. main character is his girlfriend who's like, what happened to my boyfriend? Is he dead? And then she has to follow him back and like uncover all his secrets. Mm. So Ooh. badass. It's good exciting nice. i am looking forward to uh, a book coming out in mid-february february 16th it's the echo wife by sarah gailey and they're the oh, author yeah. of magic for liars which was sort of like a harry potter meets murder mystery detective story that came out in the last year maybe 2019 fantastic totally, yeah. but the echo the echo wife is um being described as big little lies meets black mirror which is like Ooh. yeah <laughs> so that sounds incredible like right uh it's a, a domestic thriller um that involves a scientist and her genetically cloned replica and the murder of the husband that they were sharing god I uh, love oh and that. The, the replica is pregnant nice so, so I yeah. feel like the domestic thriller has it got so popular and it got so saturated and now people are doing like weird shit with it and I'm so excited for this yes. new phase, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Like I love the sort of exploding the parameters of that that style. Um I just so excited to read this. 
and it kind of turns back around to like the origin of the domestic thriller which is the gothic like right. it mm-hmm. kind of is going full circle and just doing weird like horror tinged things and love it here for it love it um oh it's my turn again so another book i'm excited about is act your age eve brown by talia mm. hibbert which comes out on march 9th um this is a romance novel and it's the third in a series but they're kind of it's like one of those romance series where they're they're interconnected but like you could read them as standalones as well and then kind of go back it's about because each book is about a different sister in this trio of sisters uh and their relationships um the first two books I read last year and they were like some of the like brightest spots in the hellscape of 2020 for me. Like <laughs> just, I've been reading a lot more romance novels recently. It is, it's just like a balm for my soul. And also, uh, so instructive as a writer in like micro tension and character development and like how to write sex scenes and like all of this stuff. Like I find it both entertaining and, uh, just educational so very excited for this third one in the series and uh while you're waiting for actor age eve brown to come out you should read the first two which are uh what is the first one get a life chloe brown and now i can't remember the second one i'm sorry they're all really good awesome that sounds wonderful and i'm with you i'm i'm really enjoying romance um you know more than I used to. I don't know if it's just that we're writing such dark stuff, so it is like a balm, like you said, or if it's just the times, or maybe we're just learning to more unapologetically like what we like and fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, the second I mean, one is yeah, Take a it. Hint, Danny Brown, and it is, um, I want to make sure I mention that one because the main character is bi and a witch and super hot, Oot. so like Ooh. Danny Brown. That's probably, I loved Chloe Brown, but Danny Brown was was my favorite so i was mad that i couldn't remember the title anyway talia hibbert look her up amazing amazing romance novels nice well i'll do my romance next then um which is i i feel like such a badass saying this i got an arc of casey mcquiston's uh one last stop jealous which i felt so fancy it's like you approved me oh i'm somebody (laughs) but um it is it's everywhere so i almost feel like oh duh obviously but it's really as good as the hype says it's um it's a young woman who's moved to new york and she's a a reformed child uh, detective which is like a cool premise Hmm. and um she just like kind of gets looped into this gang of uh kind of like patchwork queer characters that she rooms with and in Casey's style, it's all very um, like lovable and voicey and pacey. And uh, the main character meets a super hot lesbian on the train who it turns out is trapped from the 1970s. The, the character she meets is like stuck on this Brooklyn train and they have to figure out how to get her off. Mm. So, And if she can come to the main character's time once they've fallen in love or if she has to go back to the 70s Hmm. so it's all very full of pride and queer representation and it's just lovely casey's first book uh red white and royal blue i have read multiple times that is one of the romance novels that like gave me a reason to live in 2020 (laughs) i think it came out in 2019 right but i've read it like several times it's a comfort read at this point so like do you remember i had a concussion about a year and a year ago Mm -hmm. and there was a month where i couldn't read and i couldn't write and i couldn't do anything except listen to books 
And I listened to that book like maybe four times or so. It just was so comforting. I was laying in my bed, really upset about my concussion, really scared. And yeah, what, the Red, White, and Royal Blue audiobook totally got me through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all need books like that right now. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> my next pick is uh, White Magic by Alyssa Washuta, which comes out on April 27th. Mm. And this is a collection of essays uh, written by a native woman. Um, and the, the book is described as connected essays about land, heartbreak, and colonization, and also witchcraft. Um, and then there's this amazing list of cultural artifacts that pop up in these essays. Uh, Twin Peaks, the Oregon Trail 2 video game, a claymation Satan, and a YouTube video of Stevie Nicks. And I'm just like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Um, definitely would like to read more native authors and i think it's really compelling also um yeah she is an amazing essayist she has um another collection that came out a couple years ago called my body is a book of rules and it's just so powerful so i'm really excited to see that yeah nice awesome um let's see my I'm not really I was trying to go in order but I don't even know what's happening now like a release date I don't know these are all great books and you should pre-order them and then they will show up at your house like magical presents from your past self yes it is the best (laughs) to like have the foresight to pre-order a book like way in advance and then forget all about it yes it comes and you're like I loved myself yes (laughs) I wanted me to be happy highly recommend yes um so the next one i'll recommend is girl one by sarah flannery murphy um this one is being pitched as orphan black meets margaret atwood which again amazing pitch um and it's about this young woman who is uh the product of this medical experiment that basically achieved virgin birth so it's like this group of women who all had babies without the help of a man um but it was pioneered by this kind of controlling male scientist uh who's like their father figure and kind of a a source of controversy and so um now the girls all grown all the girls are all grown up and someone is trying to track them down and and kill them and they have to figure out like what's going on and stand up for their rights and humanity and there's also some like supernatural kind of superpower elements of this um it's it's a lot of fun it's very like twisty adventure kind of escapist reading i loved it nice that's another one i read as a blurb uh for a blurb and they sent me a like a found manuscript it's really long and i was like i saw all the pages and i was like oh no i don't have time to read this but it goes so fast it's like so like compulsive you just keep turning the pages i love books like that i love books that are really long but they read really fast so you get the sense of accomplishment like i did it yeah yeah but i definitely as a writer whenever i see books that long i'm like but but how like how do you how does one write that many pages i'm so impressed (laughs) once i get it once i get past eighty five thousand words i'm like it's let's let's wrap this up yeah my books tend to be like i guess that's it because my books tend to be like over ninety thousand words like between 90 and 95 which is like kind of long ish for a thriller and then i see like the sci-fi writers and the literary writers and who have these epic tomes and i'm just like how do you keep it all in your brain like i'm so confused no. but also yeah. impressed and teach me so my next one is called dial a for aunties by jesse q sutanto yes ah it's so fun okay so this is um so what you have here is a family that runs a big splashy wedding planning business 
and the daughter accidentally kills her blind date and asks them for help getting rid of the body or hiding (laughs) the body but the body accidentally gets shipped to this wedding they're planning in a cooler and the wedding is on this like big fancy billionaire island and so now it's like a weekend at Bernie's situation where they're trying to figure out what to do. Ugh, so obsessed. Like, that I... sounds so fun. No. And this, I think this is already like a Netflix, I don't know, movie or series. And like Jesse is producing and oh my God. I'm ready to watch that on Netflix right yes, now. For sure. Um, so highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend that one. When does that come out? Uh, April 27th. Man, this is going to be such a good year for books. We're like only to April. Wow. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> I know very little about this book, but I heard it being discussed on Twitter, and I was like, fuck, sounds incredible. Uh, the Hellions Waltz by Olivia Waite comes out in May. Uh, mm. And if, like, if you go on the Goodreads page, there's like nothing there yet, but it, it's described as a Regency-era queer heist romance. <gasps> what? <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. <Damn> it. <laughs> It's like okay, <laughs> I I don't need it. I don't even need to know anymore. No, um, I'm I sold. want the book. It's like just those few words alone were enough to put it on my list because, like, that just sounds incredible. Wow, that sounds incredible. Yeah. I need it. Okay. Um. Yeah. See, I'm totally going out of order. I'm gonna circle back to February now because I realized I skipped over one that I'm really, really excited about. God so... bless you for having an order, though, because mine is just chaos, and it's supposed to be chaos. Well, I have a. So I use this app called Book Track that I keep track mm. of like, all of the books that I want to buy and the books that I have in my library. Um, because I wanted to stop keeping track on Goodreads. I, as everyone knows, I'm trash and read all my Goodreads reviews, but I stopped tracking my own reading because. I'm sure you guys experience this too. Like as an author, you know so many people who have amazing books coming out and then uh, you don't have time to read all of them. And then if you put on Goodreads that you're reading their book like a year after it came out, then they're going to be like, I don't know. I just imperative people are going to see what the fuck? Why didn't you read my book before now? Like, don't you love me? (laughs) So I started, I downloaded this app to keep track of my reading like privately. It's probably a but good idea. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can sort it by um, release date order. So that's why I'm mm. able to do this with some some consistency. But I'm jumping around anyway. So who fucking cares? <laughs> okay. So uh, Confident Women by Tori Telfer comes out on February 23rd. And this is nonfiction. It is about uh, history's uh, notorious but often forgotten female con artists. Ooh. And their outrageous scams. And Tori is the author of Lady Killer. Yes, which was that's a right. Book. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Which is a book about female serial killers through the ages. Oh. Um, which had I, I fucking love Lady Killers. It is like it's it's such a fun book. I mean, it's dark subject matter, obviously, but her voice is so amazing, and it has these great illustrations of each of the of the women, and like really delves into their stories in a way that's not like I read a lot of. Um, things about female serial killers when I was researching for They Never Learn and so much of it will feel really like salacious or like they're kind of celebrating them without interrogating like that you Mm -hmm. know they're murderers (laughs) like just kind of I don't know like some things left a bad taste in my mouth but not Tori's book like she really um, takes a a thorough and thoughtful look at the history of female serial killers and what drove them to kill and everything so I have no doubt that this book will be equally amazing um so yeah confident women coming out in february and i remember tori spoke at 
some conference I was at when you were allowed to go to conferences. And I remember mm-hmm. her mentioning this is like a year or two ago. And I was like, holy shit, con women, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I so, love it so much. Can't wait to read it. Well, my next one's a duh. I'm sorry, but the third You book is coming out by Carolyn Kepnes. You love yes. me. Can't wait. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. I, It's like that, you know, that unlikable female character that we're always talking about. Like, I like her, though. That's how I feel about Joe. I like Joe. We, I, You know, he's terrible. We know it. But I like Joe. I like his voice. So I can't wait to read you number three. I don't and, feel oh, the same about Joe, but I am very I know. Excited to you don't like book. Joe, right? I, no, I don't dislike Joe. I just, um, I don't know. Like, I think I watched, I, I have, I've only read the first book. I have Hidden Bodies and I haven't read it yet. Um, yeah. And I've watched this, the show and I think I love his voice. I love, like, watching his antics and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that's watching it thinking of um, Scarlet from my book, They Never Learn. Just, yeah. like, she just needs to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Someone needs to kill him. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about him. But I, he's a great character. I mean, oh, my God. I also love the way Carolyn Kepnes does her little social commentary in everything. You know, when she took them to L.A. for Hidden Bodies, I was just, like, delighted. Yeah. I was, the whole book was just sort of like a low-key roast of Los Angeles. And I was just completely here for it. And so was the book one. You know what I mean? She It was kind of like a low-key roast of, like, MFA culture in mm-hmm. New York. And then so book three is about this little island in the Pacific Northwest and Joe kind of escapes up there and he's working as a librarian and he meets somebody who this seems scary she sounds like she's a single mom I'm like "Uh Mm uh-oh so this one might be a little scarier for me than the other two Uh, but yeah so I'm I'm curious to know what what this will do with the social commentary aspect if she's going to do any fun like Pacific Northwest uh, jokes and stuff like that so yay I hope so you number three Nice. This is also kind of like a, I feel like th- this does not need any help from our podcast promoting it, but Joan right, Didion right. has a new book coming out uh, at the end of January. And I fucking love Joan Didion and I love everything yeah. she's ever written. So <laughs> very excited. Um, just I'm obsessed. Um, well, this one doesn't need any help from us either because it sold in like a seven figure deal. But um, The Other Black Girl by Zakia Delilah Harris. Do you guys remember when this no. deal announcement came out? I don't think so, so I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, how did I not remember this? Um, it's being pitched as Get Out meets The Devil Wears Prada. Mm. Oh. Uh, about the tension that, yeah, <laughs> about the tension that unfurls when two young black women meet against the starkly white backdrop of New York City book publishing. Oh, that sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was like a seven figure deal. It was some like massive deal, like huge auction situation when this sold. And you can see why, like I just that pitch, I'm dying, dying to read this and has an amazing cover as well. So that comes out June 1st. And I think it's going to be one of like the books of the summer that we'll all be reading. I agree. I'm looking at this. You're right. This is going to be a big one. And also the cover is amazing. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, my next one is coming out uh, on April 13th, and it's a young adult, but it's a coming out book. So I know sometimes people are looking for a good coming out story. Um, this is a young adult uh, called Between Perfect and Real by Ray Stovey. Um, and it's about a trans boy who gets cast in the role of Romeo and through this journey of playing Romeo, realizes he wants to come out in general in his life. So it's a really oh, beautiful cool. book. I really recommend it. Um mm-hmm. 
Ray is lovely, and uh, and I'm just really excited for this book. You know, I love a theater book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it like it, you know, some people don't want a coming out story. They're like, I just don't feel like reading about that. But some people really do. So, if you have someone in your life who wants to read a coming out story, this is a great one. And there's like there's always space for all queer stories. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's really good that we are constantly getting stories from across the spectrum of queer experience. Yeah, and I love this idea that you're playing this role and it helps you to sort of see what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that happens to us when writing books, too. I, maybe that's why I, I latch onto this so much is because I feel like I've learned a lot about myself through writing. So, Yeah, for sure. My One of my current projects that is like teaching me all about myself, which is probably why it's taking me so long to write it. It's like mm-hmm. a book I've been struggling with for years. And yeah, you do sometimes. It's like you have to grow into the person that you need to be to write this book. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to um, Wild Justice Sleeps by Stacey Abrams, who is Stacey a fucking Abrams. Real, yes. A real life hero uh, for obviously her impressive work in uh, rallying the Georgia Democrats to get out and vote. Um, and she's also she's a, a published romance author under her pen yeah. name, Selena Montgomery. With, she's written like eight novels under the pen name. Um, While Justice Sleeps is a mystery with the Supreme Court as a backdrop and it's published under her own name. I can't fucking wait. I cannot wait. I pre-ordered it like on, I think, I think on Election Day in November, the moment that I heard about it, I was like, fuck. So, yeah, can't wait for that to come. It will not arrive until May 11th. But, you know, I think that'll be really exciting to see. Um like a, a take from an insider and also just I want to support her because she's amazing yeah totally. like I have to be honest that's not the kind of book I would like ever read like a mm-hmm. thriller set at the Supreme Court but for Stacey Abrams I will absolutely like I'm very excited <laughs> yeah, yeah and I think it's going to be really interesting it's like that thing where you're it's like that book that you recommended about the you know it's written by a snowboarder about the sport that they're yeah. a part of and so in her case and this is going to be fascinating yeah, that inside look will be really interesting. Yeah. Ugh, can't wait. I'm just like, I know she is busy, but I'm like, can you give us some productivity tips? Oh, my God. Stacey? I know. Like, can you do so much. <laughs> it's like, like, damn. I'm not saving democracy, and I can't even finish anything. And I she's know. <laughs> churning out the books, and she's amazing. I have a, a friend of a friend who's a uh, practicing doctor. And writer of young adult books and writer of nonfiction books. Ugh. What the hell? I don't. We're all lazy assholes. That's <gasps> what the hell, Wendy. <laughs> and a mom. She has two kids, and I follow her on Instagram. And she's like a professional level baker, also. Well, that's what just the hell? excessive. Stop it. <laughs> the, the baking really sets me over the edge. Okay. Yeah. It's unfair. It's like how dare? How dare you? <laughs> Cakes with flowers made out of frosting. Also teach us. Also, we want to eat the cakes. My dad, yeah, my daughter eats eat the cake. Ego waffles, so I can record my <laughs> podcast. Whatever. I'm like, your daughter's alive. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how you do all that you do, Wendy. I'm just like here trying to keep my dog and cat alive and not murder my partner when we're trapped at home. That's you deserve like points. all I can we, do. All of our partners are still alive, and that is an accomplishment. Yeah. Also, everybody is just doing their fucking best. I mean, not everyone. Yeah. There are some people who are distinctly not doing their best, but most of us are doing our best. And that's we're that's that's all you can really hope for right now, I think. 
I think some so people too. had time to charter private jets to go bust into the capital. Yes. <laughs> some people have time for that. <laughs> time for ridiculous furry get-ups to wear while running around with spears. Oh, what the God, fuck was that? Her. Oh my God. I just I just can't. <laughs> We were like, we're not going to talk about it, but we have to talk about it a little but bit. Speaking of the, the lady who chartered a private jet to go on her little rampage at the Capitol, my favorite part about that story is that, like, in one of the videos she posted, she managed to fit in, like, a commercial for her real estate business. <laughs> she's like, she's like, if you need to sell your house, come to Jenna Ryan. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, is this this bitch who was like, the president should pardon us because we were yes. just doing what he asked us yes. to do? Yes. The, she wants to speak to the manager of America. <laughs> I mean, to be frank, so do I. But <laughs> yeah, these people are just unreal. I just don't even know. Yeah. Mm. Any anyway. other books? Um, <laughs> well, I would be I would be remiss if I did not mention um, "Walking Through Needles" by Heather Levy, which comes out on June 29th. Heather was my mentee in Pitch Wars last year, and her book is fantastic. It's like a very dark family drama set in Oklahoma. Um, yes, I'm like, we better all be recovered from all of this bullshit and ready to read dark fiction again by the time her book comes out because it's spectacular and I want everyone to read it. Um, nice. So that comes out June 29th from Polis and I'm so excited. It has this gorgeous cover too with like this kind of blue and pink sky and like a lightning strike and um, yeah, I'm so excited for Heather and for everyone else the to cover discover her really work. Pretty. Yeah, the cover's gorgeous. Uh, I am really excited about Megan Abbott's The Turnout, which comes out in July. And it's Megan Abbott's take on um, her typical dysfunctional relationships between women, but it's set at a dance school. And I'm just like very much here for that. Injected into my veins. Yes. I cannot wait. Give it to me. Like everything (laughs) Megan Abbott writes is like absolutely perfect for this podcast. So I'm very excited about that. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about Riley Sager's upcoming uh, Survive the Night. That sounds super cool. It's like she gets into the car with a serial killer and she has to survive the night. Uh, and it takes place in 1991. I didn't know that until I like looked it up on Goodreads. I was you like, almost what? have to like because so many there's so many plots that don't work once people like once everyone has a cell phone. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I'm finding writing this this book set in the 80s for Audible. It's like so great because there are all these things we can get away with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have the technology. It's it's great. Like there's our plot would break in an instant if people had cell phones i think yeah it's really fun writing historical for that reason i hate that the 90s are historical but (laughs) i guess yeah so it's like the survive the night book it's like they these two people meet at a campus ride board they're going to share the drive to ohio uh from i don't know where they're coming from and um they're both kind of getting away from something for the main character she's like um her best friend was murdered and she's trying to run from the grief and for him he has to go help take care of his sick father but then it turns into or does he have to run and who is he Mm. and so it's like this road trip serial killer is he is he like a hot serial killer because you know that's like a problem for me 
in that <laughs> I will have a crush on the serial killer. You probably will, knowing I you. I should be more obsessed with Joe, shouldn't I? You know, know what? The thing about Joe is his whole, like, I'm just a nice romantic guy. I'm right. like, that's what I don't like about Joe. Which I, as, like, I mean, I think that is what makes him an interesting character and why we all love to read about him, that juxtaposition. But, like, for me personally, I like a creep who's like, yeah, I'm a creep and I'm hot. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you like a more unapologetic, I am a, I am a villain villain. Yes, I do. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's it. I've I've been trying to figure this out, and I think that's it. But I again, he's like an amazing character, and I can't wait for that book, just for my own personal thirst. <laughs> I have even lower morals, apparently. <laughs> we all know this. <laughs> oh well, um, Girl Eleven by Amy Suter Clark. I wanted to mention that one. She's my agent mm. sister, and it is a dark and twisty thriller about a woman with an investigative podcast i know we all love the the true yeah, crime twisty totally. stuff here so highly recommend that one and actually i want to shout out also amy just started her own podcast called scared litless really only a couple episodes so far but it's really great like interviews with authors um one of her first episodes was an interview with a friend of the podcast hallie sutton uh oh, which nice. i listen to because i'm like if I'm your pitch wars mentor, you can never get rid of me. I like listen to all of Hallie's interviews and like send her texts about them. And she's like, you really don't have to listen to all these. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I know. Like I'm a like proud that too. mom. I was just like torturing Wanda. I was like, okay, let's work on blurbs. Send me your thing. I'm going to reach out to this person, this person, this person, and this person. <laughs> yeah. You can't get rid of us. Never. Ever. But yeah. So Amy's book comes out, I think in April. April 20th, and um, but you can listen to her podcast, Scared Litless, right now, wherever po- you can find podcasts. I just did. I found it on Spotify, Scared Lit-less. Yes, there's a dash, Scared lit Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it for now. I'm sure we are going to talk about these books, some of these books again on the podcast and, and many, many, many others. Uh, if we could, if we do end up in bunkers, hopefully we'll have a lot to read while we're there. Nice. Mm, hopefully we can at least receive mail in our bunkers. I don't know, but <laughs> hopefully that I be already possible. like I made a list using that app I mentioned earlier. I made a list of all of the unread books I have and it's like uh like 275. Yikes. <laughs> and then Yikes. I was like, "Cool, time to order 10 more books and also uh... reread Rebecca." Like I can't I can't be stopped. Um it's fine. I don't know what to say. I'm in the same situation. I keep donating books, and yet I still have more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand how it's possible. Like, I feel like I've donated so many books, and yet there are still so many books. I know. I can't, I'm not going to sell these books on eBay. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No. I mean, who has the time? <laughs> you could be reading know. during that time. That's the whole point. <laughs> or hiding from reading and watching endless ridiculous shows on netflix and pretending we're busy reading or that wendy don't tell them (laughs) (laughs) just gonna expose us (laughs) i'd say edit this out but i know that you won't we're all exposed (laughs) that's it for this episode of unlikable female characters Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.